Hey there, welcome back for episode three of the Orlando Magic High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. Monday, April 13th. I hope everyone had a safe and very healthy weekend. And today we're going to talk to Magic Physical Therapist, Lindsay Winnegar. She is in her first season with the team, formerly with the U.S. Olympic Women's Ski Team. Lindsay was Lindsay Vaughn's personal physical therapist, very accomplished in her field, and she's kind enough to join me today for a few minutes here on the High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. Lindsay, how you doing? Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Hey, Jake. How's it going? Good to be here. It's, it's going pretty good. Uh, I guess, first of all, just just keep me updated on, on how you're holding up. What's, uh, what's I guess, the new normal kind of like for you? And I know you you haven't been in Florida long, I believe. I mean, this is kind of, you, you've had a pretty crazy couple months, I would assume. Yeah, I, I moved to Florida in August um, when I joined the Magic. And um, yeah, the the stay-at-home orders definitely affected me. Um, I'm definitely not in my regular routine, you know, as 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 a lot of people are not. Um, so yeah, I, I find myself doing a little, a little bit more personal development, self-reflection, reading more, a lot more Netflix. That's for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, it hasn't been too bad. Um, this is the third episode of this podcast, and we spoke with David Tenney uh, for the first episode. You're very aware of David, I know, and uh, and we talked to Dr. Joe Carella last week about some, you know, how we can be mindful um, of mental and emotional health with all of this going on. Will you just, b- before we dive into all of the changes that have taken place, will you just walk me through as physical therapists, kind of what your role with the team is, uh, quote unquote, normally, you know, uh, aside from when there's a global pandemic and games have been postponed, what's the normal day-to-day like for you? Sure. Um, well, I'm the director of rehabilitation for the Magic, um, and kind of what that entails is overseeing our athletes injuries and kind of our collaborative effort around that um, in terms of nutrition, doctors, uh, strength and conditioning, all of that. Um, but in terms of a day-to-day, you know, we, we check in normally with athletes in the morning, see how they're feeling, um, you know, whether there was a game the night before or if it's just a, a practice day um, after traveling and kind of see how they're feeling, um, making sure that from head to toe, we don't have any issues that maybe we're um, missed and and just taking a look at their overall our overall health and kind of where they're at in terms of um functionality take me through if you would um i guess the week or two where what is it it's it's uh wednesday night the rudy gobert sort of incident i guess in oklahoma city within 24 hours the season has been postponed i think it was about a week or two later maybe about 10 days later the practice facilities closed, which I know sort of threw your world uh, into upheaval. What were the biggest changes immediately as all of this was sort of coming down? What, how did it sort of upset your world? And what, what, were, what were your first reactions? What were your first priorities uh, of, you know, just sort of laying out how you're going to be able to do your job in these weird circumstances? Yeah, when we lost access to the facility, um, we definitely kind of um, had to hop to and, and get our ducks in a row rather quickly. Um, you know, a U-Haul was rented by by Nathan Spencer, and we loaded up a bunch of our equipment to get to guys. Um, and then on the medical side, we, we do have some athletes rehabbing knee injuries right now, um, as well as an elbow injury from Evan. And, and just looking at what equipment do they need that's essential right now to continue to make progress with those, with those injuries. And so um, we kind of had to go into some some rushed and forced planning um, with our medical group and, and making sure that when we left Amway, we had everything we needed that we could deliver to those guys so they could stay on track. 
have there were there were there unique challenge? I mean, obviously, anytime you need to sort of plan and you have your physical um, facilities taken away from you, I think everything is just sort of you know you're kind of making up the rules as you go. Ha- have you learned things? Have, have there been lessons maybe that you feel like maybe you'll be able to apply moving forward when things sort of you know quote unquote get back to normal? I would say that maybe it's made us a little bit more collaborative as a group. Like, hey, what do we want? You know. Um, Al Farouk Amino and Jonathan Isaac to achieve in the next two weeks? How are we going to get them there? What kind of check-ins do we need to, to put in place to make sure that they're getting stuff done and that the exercises are being you know uh, performed appropriately um, so that we can continue to make progress every week? I would say that we've probably had to come together as a group a little bit more um, in this time in order to achieve those things. And, and it's it's been great. The group's been doing a great, great job. Is there... How unique is it for you not to have the physical contact? I mean, you're talking about, hey, my hamstring hurts in the morning. Okay, you know, you're going to get some hamstring treatment. With you not being in the room with the actual player, I mean, obviously you can do what we're doing and you can uh, you can video chat and you can you can stay in communication with them. But just the, the fact that you are not actually there with them, how much does that change for what it is you do? Um, it's obviously a little bit harder um, when you don't have eyes on guys. Um, in terms of, it just creates a little bit more of a challenge on ensuring that things are getting executed, you know, at the highest level. Um, It doesn't necessarily affect an athlete's timeline by any means, but for me and and what I did previously before joining the magic, I did a lot of distant athlete planning where maybe they'd visit me in Colorado and work with me for a week. And then I'd write a program for the next couple of weeks and they'd send me videos and I'd kind of make comments and check in. And then I'd, we'd meet up a few weeks later. So in terms of some of the distant planning, um, it's not new for me. And so that's been helpful as well in terms of executing stuff for these guys. Yeah. I got to think that was a, that was a big boost and that's probably pretty unique compared to some of your counterparts around the league. Um, having that experience with, uh, with the uh, Olympic ski team probably helped you out just as far as being able to put forth a plan for, for somebody who's not there with you. Yeah, with the ski team and then also um, individual athletes in other sports as well. And so it's I've definitely kind of worked through the kinks in previous years on on the best way to go about that. And kind of the the balancing act, too, of giving the athletes some space versus, you know, checking in with them every single day. You Mm -hmm. know, I kind of like to do something where I'm like, hey, you know, this is your program for this week. Try to get me videos of these exercises on these days and then we'll talk through them or I'll, you know, I'll text you some feedback on them. Um, to ensure that that kind of ensures that number one, they're getting things done um, and on the correct days, but also it gives them a little bit of freedom too. So we're not kind of bothering them and and checking in too much as well. You know, that's interesting. It's something that sort of just popped into my head. How much do you have to think about, um, I guess, the individual sort of mental makeup of each player? Um, It seems like when you talk about, you know, rehabbing an injury, it's, it's sort of basic. Your knee, the there's something wrong with your knee. This is the work we're going to do. But you bring up a good point. You, you kind of probably have to ha- handle each player individually and a little bit differently because, you know, there may be guys who don't want to talk to you every morning. And, and you want to, I'm sure, make sure you keep that space. How how much sort of mental uh, approach goes into it for you? Um, just kind of, you know, diagnosing what different guys' personalities are like and, and, and sort of treating them differently that way. Sure, yeah. I mean, I would say that, 
you know, we're lucky in a way with a, a smaller roster size, you know, if you compare it to like the NFL, it's, it's pretty hard to individualize things, but with our group, it, it's, it's much easier to individualize things. And we do um, take into consideration kind of each guy's personality and, um, and how they best work through things. And so we do, we have some athletes that, you know, are just getting checked in on once a week via a zoom call and going through new exercises and kind of what they should be ta- trying to tackle in the, in the next week. And then we've got some guys who, you know, they, they do, they want to text every day or check in every day. And um, that's kind of us as a group, just knowing the athletes and, and knowing how they're going to function best during this time. That's interesting. We're talking to Lindsay Winnegar here uh, on the High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. I did want to ask you about sort of, con- I, I have to think with with what you do and really with your whole team, the whole high performance team, the the uncertainty and the lack of a timeline. I mean, you're rehabbing an injury. You know, timelines are a huge part of it. You'll be full, you know, you're back to 100% at this point, back on the floor, you know, resuming basketball activities, just sort of the timeline is kind of the most important part of it. And it being up in the air right now, how much more difficult does that make it for you to, to lay out, you know, specifically catered plans individually for each player uh, rehabbing from anything? Um, I would, I would say that the timelines haven't exactly changed. I mean, we are still trying to get the guys that are out, you know, rehabbed as fast and as safe as possible and trying to make gains every week as fast as possible. So I wouldn't say that it's affected our timeline. I would say that some of our lack of resources and us not having eyes on the guys every day may contribute to things being a little bit slower um, because you can't make these on the fly changes that you would normally make in the gym when you're working one-on-one with a player. Um, but otherwise in terms of our timelines, we are, we are still trying to push these guys every week to get done as much as possible. So we don't fall behind. And so far, um, it seems like we've been on track and guys are making pretty good progress and getting their stuff in the last few weeks. So we've been fortunate to have that compliance. Certainly good news there. Uh, Brian Windhorst, ESPN reporting that the NBA, um, at least has tentative plans in place. Uh, when and if basketball does return, and it will be back at some point, but uh, a 25-day program as part of a potential return plan has been discussed around the NBA. Again, this is according to Brian Windhorst, uh, ESPN.com. Under this plan, players would go through an 11-day stretch of individual workouts uh, in which they can maintain some measure of social distancing while ramping up, uh, and it would be a 25-day program to eventually get players back on the floor what are some of your concerns, Lindsay, as far as coming out of this, I'm sure ramping up too quickly, and that's why we're talking about something like a 25-day program. What are some concerns with, uh, okay, you know, we get the all clear and we're trying to get players back on the floor. Uh, it, it, it's going to be new and different, I'm sure. What are, you, what are you worried about when we get to that point? Um, I mean, I think some of these concerns are, are general concerns and they have already been kind of addressed Um, And some of those discussions um, in the NBA and looking at ramp up time. But obviously the number one thing is injuries um, with guys having taken time off and um, maybe not having adequate facilities to have completely maintained their strength and conditioning programs on the level that they would have Um, as, as some guys you know, while they have weights and stuff at home, it's it's not the same amount that they would be able to have access to normally. But yeah, injuries um, are, are the number one concern. And in looking at how much time you really need to kind of prepare an athlete's body for the forces and demands of a game um, and, and what that ramp up period looks like is is probably the, the biggest concern. And we have as a 
high performance group had those discussions and and looked at what guys need to be doing right now um, to even just maintain things. And then as we have those timelines, we'll be able to kind of better formulate our plan as a group on how we're going to safely get guys back to that point. So we don't have a, you know, accumulation of injuries. What can people, Lindsay, somebody, I guess, I don't know, somebody who's rehabbing an injury like me, you know, I've got a sore elbow or whatever, and maybe I have a plan in place. Maybe I have a gym I'm going to, or a physical therapist that I'm seeing. And now a lot of those things have been taken away. Obviously gyms, um, you know, you, you can't go to a gym, but I think some people have probably cut back on things like physical therapy appointments, um, just trying to be, you know, cautious and, and socially distanced. How can somebody, what are resources? How can somebody try to rehab an injury on their own at home? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Obviously, yeah, a lot of gyms have been closed and a lot of physical therapy clinics, um, are, are not operating either. I mean, the big push with physical therapy clinics has been virtual visits or telehealth visits. Um, you know, Florida is a direct access state. I believe it's one of 28 um, states that have direct access. So you can, you know, make a physical therapy visit, you know, virtually right now to get kind of some of your questions answered. Or if you have a nagging injury, um, you can tap into that resource right now. Then quite a few insurance companies are covering those types of visits right now. And so that, that's an option for sure. Um, and then in terms of, you know, not being able to, to get into the gym, there's a, there's a lot of different apps and stuff out there that can take you through, you know, home workouts, stuff on YouTube. Um, there's companies that are during this time kind of waiving initiation fees or, or monthly fees to, to help kind of allow people to work out at home for free. I know the like Nike training app is free. Their, their premium service usually is um, at cost and that's free. You know, I think there's a down dog app that's doing free yoga classes, you know, planet fitness is doing, um, free workouts online, you know, via their Facebook page. I mean, there's a lot of different stuff out there that if people want to stay kind of active, um, at home, there's, there's quite a few options actually right now. Lindsay, great stuff. Great information. I really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. We could, we'll do it again sometime. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jake. All right, there she is, Lindsay Winnegar, uh, physical therapist for the Orlando Magic. My name is Jake Chapman. This has been episode three of the High Performance Podcast presented by Advent Health. We'll be back next week. Have a very safe and a very good week, everybody.